Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Easy Natural English with Liam, where I, as usual, will be talking to you with no script and no editing, and I'll explain any difficult words that I use, or any difficult phrases or grammar, or even ones that I think might be useful, and this will help you to learn English naturally. And uh, this is a part two to something I was talking about in the last episode, which is anti-aging, about preventing aging, you know, um, trying to stop ourselves from getting too old or too quickly. Of course, we can't stop time. You know, if you are 40 years old, you are 40 years old. But if you look around at people, um, you know, some of it is just down to genetics. But if you look at um, someone of, say, yeah, 40 or 50 or 60 years old, and, you know, if you look at other people of the same age, you can see a difference with those people who have lived healthily and with those people who have perhaps smoked too many cigarettes, drank too much alcohol, not exercised enough, not got uh, adequate sleep at night. You know, you can see a difference. It definitely... Um, we can try to prevent aging. There's sort of no doubt about that. There's all kinds of different research about things that work and things that might not work. And sometimes the results are varied. But we can see in general that sort of healthy people will be healthier and, you know, have more energy in their later, the later years of their life than those that don't. Sometimes you get a fluke. Fluke means a kind of lucky case. Sometimes, you know, when you talk about these things, you'll get someone that says, well, my uncle, uh, he smoked his whole life and he never exercised and he's healthy and happy and has lots of energy and looks good and stuff. And yeah, sometimes someone gets lucky, but that's just one case that is not a scientific way to approach something. That's what we call anecdotal evidence. Anecdotal means just something that you witnessed, something that you saw. Um, it means it hasn't been statistically researched. So, yeah, when we look at scientific research about health, then, you know, they don't just have a look at one person's uncle. They have a look at many, many people and do statistical analyses to see what the um, sort of trends are and what, um, you know, what is uh, probably accurate. But it's quite hard with health research because, um, you know, if you are doing, for example, a chemistry experiment, you can um, get the chemicals you need and you can mix them together and you can monitor everything and you can make sure that everything is sort of controlled as well as possible. But when you're doing um, health studies with humans, um, it's a bit easier with uh, animals. But of course, there's lots of ethical problems with testing on animals. So when you're testing on humans, um, it's hard to know exactly, you know, you can't keep them in a cage. So um, a lot of it is based on what the uh, participants have said. Um, it's kind of hard to monitor them 100% all the time. So they might tell you, oh, I um, I ate uh, 2,000 calories, 
but actually they might have eaten more than that or less than that and just not counted very well or forgot about something like putting sugar in their in their coffee which would add more calories and perhaps they forgot to count things like that so um yeah it's always there's always that caveat there's always that uh thing that you have to keep in mind that you have to um account for but um yeah in general of course it's uh, much more accurate than someone's anecdotal evidence about their uncle for example um so anyway what was i talking about last episode last episode yeah i was talking about different ways to prevent aging and stay healthier for longer and the last topic i was talking about was uh, exercise which of course is very very important and um yeah as i was saying it's good to try to exercise little bits during the day just jump up and walk around or run around or jump around or just try to do things uh, regularly during the day of course it's good to also take like one hour to go to the gym or go for a run or cycle or do something like that but um especially yeah if you're sort of short of time then doing any exercise is better than doing no exercise um that's something i always try to keep to so even in a very busy day um if i yeah only have you know one hour lunch break then i'll go for a run for 20 minutes and then i'll eat my lunch after that for example so um yeah it's always better to do something than nothing you don't need to do you know an hour or two hours of exercise every day uh, if, especially if you don't have time if you do that's great but if you don't have time just do something remember even five minutes is better than nothing even five minutes of jumping around your living room or something is better than nothing so yeah, exercise is very important for all aspects of your health um, and then uh, another thing with anti-aging sleep is very important too seems that um, you know most research always says seven to eight hours sleep is usually best um, there's actually some differences between people um, some people um, it seems like actually don't need as much sleep and some people seem like they might need a bit more it's something that comes down to genetics and lifestyle but uh, yeah in general they say seven to eight hours sleep that's what i always try to keep to and it's usually more like seven hours but um, i always find that yeah i don't feel tired during the day i feel good i feel healthy um, and i do notice that when i'm sleeping less i start to feel the effect like if i even if it's just a little bit less if i have a few days where i only sleep like five to six hours then i'll notice that i start to feel a bit sickly i start to feel a bit ill i don't feel very well I feel like my immune system is having trouble um, and i feel tired and i can't concentrate and things like that so yeah sleep is very important for um, rejuvenating our bodies and the last thing that i was going to talk about with anti-aging because it's quite a popular thing at the moment is uh fasting so fasting is when you don't eat <laughs> it's quite simple um and at the moment intermittent intermittent fasting is quite popular um so actually when i was um in my 20s i got interested in fasting uh, so it was a long time ago now about 15 years ago or something uh, at that time you didn't hear so much about intermittent fasting at least uh, i didn't um, i just heard about sort of longer fasts 
So um, every now and again, not too regularly because it was quite hard, I used to do like a two-day fast or sometimes even like a three-day fast. I used to do uh, kind of gradual, like gradually going in and out of the fast. So I used to do something like... um, Uh, Like in the evening, I would have a small meal, like maybe just salad or soup or something. And then the next day I would wake up and I would only drink water. I wouldn't have any uh, anything else, just water for um, like two days. And then on the third day, I would start having like some, uh, yeah, soup or uh, smoothie or like something kind of small and and then like build up to solid food again um so i used to do those like quite long fasts back then and there might be some well when i a lot of the research says that there might be some health benefits to that they say there's definitely not any bad effect as long as you're not like underweight there's not any bad effect but there's probably not really much point to do that because it's really hard actually fasting for two days is really hard you don't have any energy it feels horrible but this um, intermittent fasting which is very popular now um, the most popular way to do it is to uh, eat for uh, for eight hours of the 24 hours in the day and fast for 16 hours which is actually quite easy to do um i've been doing it for quite a while now i don't do it every day but um like before a couple of years ago when i was living in tokyo i did it quite regularly and um, at the moment i'm doing it regularly again and usually what i do is just eat dinner about six o'clock well i finish eating at six o'clock and then i start eating again the next day at 10 a.m so um, it's quite easy to do because most of the time you're sleeping so finish um, yeah, finish eating about six o'clock, then don't eat anything else. And then in the morning I have just a black coffee, no sugar, no milk, just black coffee. And then I'll eat breakfast around 10 o'clock or 10 30. And that will be 16 hours without eating. And apparently that's good for anti-aging because there's some research that says, um, it causes, um, something called, um, autophagy in the body, which is this process where your body kind of cleans up old cells and old genetic material like dna um sort of cleans up your body apparently i won't go too much into the science one reason one i won't go into it because i don't understand it that well and two because i'm coming to the end of this episode but it seems like there's some kind of process in the body that cleans up some excess stuff um it's still not 100 percent proven but um there's more and more research that says that uh, that can be beneficial to um anti-aging they say like for sure one effect is you'll just consume less calories, which is um, as long as you're not underweight, consuming less calories seems to be good for um, anti-aging because there's something that happens in our metabolism when we digest food that causes uh, damage to our DNA and our cells. So um, yeah, that's uh, fasting. Anyway, maybe I'll talk another episode more just about fasting because that's quite a big topic and an interesting topic so anyway thank you all very much for listening today um if it's your first time don't forget to follow the podcast if you're using apple or spotify or places where you can review the podcast then please leave a review and i'll see all of you guys back here next time